the way that people treat us is very much a reflection of what we're available for and I think sometimes it can be so easy for us to project and make it very much about the other person violating the boundaries rather than it being what made that person feel comfortable to overstep the mark like that. Hi, welcome back to Let It Out. I'm your host, Katie Dalevout. This week, I have the founder of the Lifestyle Edit, Naomi Madu, returning to the podcast. Naomi is a mom, and since our last conversation that we had in July, she's expecting her next baby, which we talk about a little bit in this week's episode. It's a happy thank you more, please, series version of this show where guests come with three prompts, something they're happy about, something they're grateful for, and something that they're craving more of. It's a series that I started a couple months ago based on a movie that I love of the same name. And what I love about this series is that every guest who is part of it interprets it in a really unique way. And also guests like Naomi who have come on before to have a first conversation with me, get to come back and talk about something fresh and new, which we were able to do here. And we, of course, go through her happy thank you more please prompts, but we also talk about her advice for not letting challenging moments completely overtake us, which she talks about what's going on with her right now. We talk about separating our businesses from ourselves and boundaries. We talk about what she calls shiny penny syndrome. We talk about connection, focusing, not getting distracted by so many shiny pennies, essentially. We get into social media and discuss how I have been massively losing followers, not massively, but losing followers on Instagram. And that was the case for her. And we have a really interesting discussion about that and and how that has affected us. And I really liked her perspective there. We talk about priorities and feeling feelings fully without dwelling on them for a quicker bounce back time. She is wise. She's one of my favorite people to talk to. So let's get to that conversation as quickly as possible. Quick announcement. If you still want to join Creative Underdogs, the membership that I made for people who listen to the podcast, It's cyclical and we are accepting new members. Really, we said March 1st, but we'll accept new members until Monday. If you really want to join, let me know. Email me. If you have any questions about it, email me or DM the Let It Out Instagram or my Instagram. It's just Let It Out with three T's. And my email is katie at let it out with three T's.com. I would love to have you if you want to be there and connect with other people who listen to the podcast and are making creative projects and want to feel less alone in doing so. Also, I want to mention a organization that I would love for us all to support. We are supporting this week the Black Girl Smile organization. Black Girl Smile Inc. is a nonprofit dedicated to encouraging positive mental health education resources and support geared toward young African-American females. So if you want a great organization to support this week, this is what Let It Out is supporting. And I would love it if you would check them out, donate, or figure out a way that you can support them because they seem like a really wonderful organization. And they've been recognized as one of the leading organizations focusing on Black female mental wellness. Thank you for being here and I will speak to you at the end. 
I'm so happy you're back on the podcast, Naomi. Thank you for doing this. Oh my God, it is totally my pleasure. I've just been so excited to have this conversation. I've said it a million times, but I'll say it again. You are just such a beautiful interviewer. And our last episode just felt like such a beautiful gift to me and a time capsule of what was going on in my life. So I couldn't be happier to come back again. So thank you for having me. Oh, that means so much coming from you. (laughs) And when you said it last summer, it really... It really, you know, we talked a lot about emotions and and feelings and how that affects our outward world. And obviously, and I I really would love your thoughts on this, like, obviously, you want to get your validation from within that's more sustainable. However, receiving a, a compliment from the outside from someone you admire especially at a moment when you're feeling a bit shaky can really help. <laughs> oh my god, so completely. <laughs> completely completely. No, you just have this knack of just going to places where many other people don't go and especially for a personality like me where I don't particularly enjoy small talk if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. It was just like a conversation for my soul, so thank you. Oh, that means so much. And yeah, like I said it really it really fed me when you, you know, had a good time and, and I did too. And I remember telling Simi, our mutual friend, that I loved speaking to you so much and that it went so well. And it was just, it really carried me. Like I rode the the high of our conversation after the summer and then even longer when people, when it actually was out and people were listening to it. So it was just, and I think it really came at like a moment in in the pandemic that was, you know, kind of in the middle and and we were talking about things that, you know, both of us I think had been contemplating for years but like we're really putting into practice and we got into this volley that like that's something that I love about this medium and I love about podcasting that it's so it allows for that in a way that I think is is really important for connection and we need more connection than ever now. 100%. And I think even though in many ways with quarantine, it's kind of slowed everything down. It's also like weirdly sped everything up. Like I was just reflecting now just because the lockdown happened like a week after my birthday, my birthday is next week. So it's like bloody hell. It's been like a whole year and we can kind of forget these like downloads and these insights that we've had because we're so in it. Um, so to be able to have these like intentional moments to reflect as it's happening, I'm totally here for. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So since we spoke, I would love a, a bit of a catch up. You know, that was, I think, July. We're recording this in the end of February. And I would love to know, you know, since then you're expecting a baby, which is so exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I would love to know what you've been learning in this time in the last several months, what's been coming up for you? Yeah. So even as you were speaking, the word that you, that just instantly came to my mind was surrender, 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 surrender. This pregnancy has been such a blessing. And I always feel like, and I think I touched on this in the last episode that your children come to you. They choose you for a reason. And just the whole experience, even in your pregnancy, is just like such a teaching moment. And, you know, my first pregnancy was pretty simple, pretty easy. This one has been really challenging, just physically, (laughs) 
emotionally. I never imagined that there would be a time where I would be pregnant and be halfway across the world from my mom, my sisters, my very close support network. Um, you know, going to appointments on your own, you know, Michael's not been able to go to any of that with me. And just the usual kind of nurturingness cocoon that I was used to in the first time hasn't been there. Simultaneously, my business is growing and growing and growing. And now I'm having to navigate having a toddler who <laughs> is like charging around the place. Uh, pregnancy that's definitely been a lot more challenging than the first and more responsibility in my business and it's required like a new level of surrendering and allowing my allow just honoring the the experience without trying to buffer it away without trying to make it any different it's really taught me about leaning into support systems so even simi funnily simi's my doula so amazing and even that it's been really interesting because i have no qualms in like hiring team and doing things like that when it comes to my business but i don't i find it very hard to 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 lean on support structures outside of work so even with the doula i was like do i really need one i've already had a baby before like do i need and it's like i don't have to need it i desire to be supported i desire to have a space where i can feel nurtured where i'm not holding space and that's all that's really required right that doesn't need to be this like that things need to be bad in order for you to to tap into the support where it is so it's just been requiring on one side this level of leaning back and surrendering but also when it comes to navigating my business as all of these moving parts are happening in my personal life it's required a new level of self-leadership one of the things that i used to really buy into and it was funny because i was talking to my clients about this this morning was that if things are really busy or kind of chaotic in my personal life then naturally i would assume that things would be very up and down <laughs> in my business right because i was still seeing my business as an extension of me what has been really cool in in the the challenges of this moment is like no my business is now time for it to be a mature business i can be having challenging wobbly moments in my personal life that doesn't have any bearing on my business so it's required like a new level of leadership for me i still need to show up in a powerful way for my clients i still need to show up for a powerful way for my team we have launches we have things going on i can have wobbly moments while that having absolutely no bearing on my desires and my business and what I'm capable of in that arena. Wow, that's so well I'm sorry that this pregnancy has been challenging and I'm sorry that especially that you have to be so far away from your family right now, but that's really interesting about the the separation with your business and something that I wouldn't have thought of especially because I think I guess I think about it a little bit differently where I think about how, or historically I've, I've thought about it differently, but maybe it's because you've put the work in where, you know, something else that you always say, or that feels correct and true as well is that like, this is like your line, like our business grows at the same rate that we do. So did, are those things contrasting to you based on, you know, where you are now? Mm, that's a really interesting question. I I don't see it as diametrically opposed. I just feel like it's an evolution. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned is that we get to hold things simultaneously. Things don't have to be at the same 
in all of the different arenas. And that's what I think, you know, in unlocking this next level of leadership, there's polarities in everything, right? So I can be like my life right now. And, you know, we, I lost my grandfather two weeks ago. There's just like loads going on. And obviously I can't fly home. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, so I mm. can simultaneously be like, life right now is fucking hard. Like yeah. it is tough, right? And also simultaneously be like, my business is killing it. Like my business is growing, yeah. my business is evolving. Like I can hold those two energies just because life is hard in one place doesn't mean I have to be wobbly in another place. Like, I get to hold all of it. And I think even in business, that's where a lot of my clients can see wobbly results because it's like, oh my God, it's a snow day. So my kids are at home or just like all of this stuff that's going on. So they, they think that that means that in this other area, it has to be wobbly too. It's like, no, you can honor the experience of what's going on in your personal life while the two things being completely, completely separate, right? Mm, yeah. So I think that's part of your business growing and evolving and maturing that you're allowed to have a very human experience personally without the two being so interconnected. Oh, I love that. Like basically you, when something goes sideways or, or emotions or whatever, you don't have to let everything spiral down. I think that's, this is like a watershed moment for me. Cause I think that's something that I have a tendency towards where something goes wrong. I can be such an extremist. Right. And so something goes wrong in, in one area and then I'm just like, well, fuck it. Like I can't, <laughs> you know, you know, and everything kind of goes down where it doesn't have to be like that. And I think it's easier to come back from there because it's just the one area. And I think the statement of your business grows as you do, I think you've, you've grown it to a level and you've grown yourself to a level that you can not let one thing infiltrate everything else. And I think that's really inspiring, actually. 100%. And I think that is a big part of just up-leveling full stop is that I'm very cognizant. A lot of the work that I'm doing right now is stepping into becoming the woman that can hold it all, right? Everything, whether that is like a tangible achievement or whether it's on the emotional spectrum, it all has its polarities. So personally, I've had like, when I spoke to you, it was such a exciting, beautiful time in my life. So much was going on in business. I didn't realize at the time, but we were pregnant. Like it was just, it was just such a beautiful time. So it's the highs of that, but it's also about how can I carry myself through the lows of what my current experience is right now in a really mm. empowered way? Same thing with business. Right now, we are really diving into building the infrastructure for a seven-figure year. I've never run a million-dollar business before. I don't even know what that looks like. So again, holding the high of potentially receiving that, there's so much more responsibility. So right now, it's almost like I'm taking my business down and rebuilding it again because what works no longer works anymore. So it's requiring a new level of leadership for me in all of the ways. So for example, like I said, right now, it's not that, oh, I'm having a tough moment. So I'm not there for my clients or I'm not there for those big meetings or supporting my team. Like you have to be able to, if you want that kind of success and you want to be able to receive that, 
you have to be able to show up as a mature businesswoman. You have to be able to show up and navigate all of the moving parts and some of the responsibilities and the stress that comes from being that person. So it really is me right now being my, my first client and building my capacity to hold it all, the good, the challenging, the, the you know, everything. Yeah, I, I heard a podcast, I think this is years ago, but it was something about Barack Obama and saying his ability to basically compartmentalize and that being a trait of highly, highly successful people. Because think about that with, you know, using Barack Obama as an example, like if he, every time he felt sad or felt emotion or someone said something unkind to him, if he let that shake him fully, very big things would have gone wrong. And I think... I'm not doing this justice, this comparison that I heard, but it reminds me of what you're talking about of like, that is a skill. And I think that's a maturity and that's something, and, you know, compartmentalizing maybe isn't even the the word to describe what we're, what you're explaining, but it's an ability to still feel your feelings and not disassociate and not be like, everything's fine. I, it's whatever. <laughs> to feel that personally and and give yourself space for that but also have a boundary or be able to still show up in your work and i think that actually and when in my case i've spiraled down lower emotionally when i haven't been able to show up for my work at all or i get so behind in emails or whatever because then I have two things to be upset about, you know, or more things to be, I have an additional thing to be upset about, which is that like, I also don't have my work in a place that I want it to be. Yeah. And you made such a powerful distinction there, Katie, that I hope everyone picked up. It's not about compartmentalizing it and being like, that sucks. I'm going to put that on the back burner and process it another time. That just simply is like another tab that's running in the background in your mind, which slows you. It's like a computer. It starts to slow the machine down. It's not about that. But when you're able to process your emotions in the way that we were talking about in the last episode, I don't sit in things as long as I used to. I'm able to process the emotion a lot faster. So I just deal with it in real time. And my bounce back is so much faster. And again, it goes back to what I was saying, building your capacity to hold it all. So it's not that I'm buffering away with and you know diving into work as in a way to escape. It's that by doing this work, I can feel the feelings, but without dwelling there, the bounce back is so much faster. Mm, it's so cool. So I wrote this down to ask you about, and I think we spoke about it last time as well, but what you were saying about moving to a seven-figure business and growing at the level that you are, you seem like someone who has really good boundaries with yourself and with other people. I was hoping you could talk about that in this current moment and how you remember to keep them when you are tempted to not. Yeah. Oh, this is such a good one. And I was coaching one of my clients on this just last week. And I would love if there's any like specific examples that you want me to go into, let me know. But just on the top of my head, I'm very clear that everything is a trade-off. 
I've been reading the book Essentialism. I don't know if you've read it, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been making me think about this a lot. There's always a trade-off. When you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to other things. So I'm very conscious of what the trade-offs are for decisions. And I no longer make decisions from a place of fear. It's very much based on what my priorities are. So for example, I've said no to so many things this year that would seem like great opportunities, but I'm like, no, my having boundaries about me creating something really intentionally, as I said, like, I'm, I'm, like everything is breaking and we're having to completely redesign everything in the guise of what we're creating. It's creatively, emotionally, time-wise requiring so much of me. That's my priority. So it's easy for me to say no to anything that's not that. I'm about to go into maternity leave. So right now, again, there's so much stuff that I need to get done before I go. Because for me, there's no way that I'm going to be on my phone <laughs> during that newborn bliss. Like it's just not happening. So a conversation with you, absolutely. But I've said no to so many opportunities because I'm just like, right now, getting my stuff done is the number one priority. So it has to be something that really fills me up in order for me to take away because there's always going to be a trade-off. I'm not going to mm. get that time back and it has a ricochet effect on other things. It's the same thing when it comes to business and it comes to things like pricing. If I'm doing a discount, if I'm doing grandfathering people on old rates that obviously don't feel in integrity, which is why the price changed, there's a trade-off, right? I have very real responsibilities. So where does that come from then if I'm undercutting myself? That means that I have to work harder. I decided that I'm not going to work more than 20 hours a week. Having time with my family is number one. So when I'm cutting my prices and doing things like grandfathering people, doing mates rates, then it just means that I have to work harder and I have to work longer. And where I'm, I may feel a certain way about it in the, in the moment, it's selfish on my family because they're going to be the people that has to <laughs> bear the brunt mm. on that. These are trade-offs that I am just not willing to do. And don't get me, please, don't get it twisted. There was a time in my business where I couldn't afford to make the decisions that I'm making now. So it's not always been that, you know, <laughs> I'm not available for this. There was times where I had to do that. At the stage where I'm at right now, those trade-offs I'm not available for. So I have very, very clear priorities and I don't fall into the fear of missing out, the scarcity, oh my God, this opportunity won't ever come. I truly believe that what's meant for me will never pass me. Mm -hmm. So it makes it very easy for me to make decisions. And even before it would be like, I would make the decision that felt good, but then I'd be like, but what about this? Well, I'd still be again, dwelling in it for so long. It's like, yeah. no, I have this litmus test of what it needs to go through in order for it to be a yes. I made the decision, move on. I don't get decision fatigue in that way. And that's how I'm able to keep really clear boundaries and yeah, claim my energy back. That's really cool. And it, it, it goes back to, I'm so happy that you have that in your life. And it's something that I've been really struggling with <laughs> recently. And I think with boundaries, clarity is fully necessary to be able to not have exactly what you're talking about, that 
after you make the decision, even if it is the one that feels correct and prioritizes yourself or what you decided you wanted to prioritize. I, what I've been, you know, as I'm learning this new skill, essentially, I'll be like, oh man, I said no to this person who wanted to get coffee because I really needed to prepare for this call, but I really love getting coffee with them on a normal day. And I feel bad that I can't, you know, the whole thing. I think maybe some of that is just practice and experience of like that will start to go away. Do you think that's part of it? And then just to reiterate what you're saying, I think the clarity of what you're saying yes to is crucial to be able to remember as you're making these choices. Yeah. I think the way that I've been able to navigate that is like, I ask myself if I'm feeling like you said, with the the example that you gave about going to the coffee with someone, but you've got something else. Why am I so afraid? What do I think the consequence would be? Mm, Yep. (laughs) If I feel like, oh my God, that person's going to think I'm this. And then I need to start reevaluating the the relationship. Is me (laughs) not honoring this big thing that's really important in my life and my business and not going out for coffee when we can easily reschedule is going to be something that's going to rock my relationship. How how strong was that relationship in the first place? Yeah. Right. And also, why am I, I just get curious, why am I falling into this whole like, people pleasingness <laughs> so that yeah. it's like I'm so afraid of like what the ramifications could be so I would be I would be approaching that from a place of curiosity like oh where like where does that come from like why am I oh, yeah why am I feeling like this is such a big deal because the chances are I'll say it and they're going to be like yeah duh, like we can do it anytime like no worries so obviously there's something in me that this is triggering like what is that? And again, that's an opportunity for me to explore it. So there's that coming. And then there's the other thing where, again, I ask myself, like, if something is, I'm feeling a little bit triggered about enforcing this boundary or speaking up for myself in this moment, why? Like, if I'm not doing what I want to do, do I like my reason? I have to like my reason. And like, I even had this just taking it away from business, even in family, you know, my sister, I'm the youngest of three sisters, the diff, the gap between me and my middle sister is 12 years. So they kind of like to run, <laughs> you know, run gunshot with me sometimes. And I had to instill a boundary and before I wouldn't do it. And again, I was like, why? I don't like my reason for not doing it because I was trying to not hurt their feelings by pushing back. And I was like, no. But I, my feelings are being hurt in the process. And so I, I don't like my reason enough, right, to just avoid confrontation. So I had to say, like, these are conversations that I'm available to have. When you bring up conversations like this, you're overstepping a boundary. I can't mm. stop you from doing what you want, but I'm making it very clear that that's about, this is how I'm going to behave when you do that. Okay, so I'm not trying to control you or manipulate you, but this is what I'm now asserting this as a boundary. And I felt so empowered. And I was actually, it actually made our relationship a lot better because before I was just kind of going along with it again, just to avoid confrontation. But then I would, in the background, be getting so annoyed that I was like, you keep violating. And I'd say to like Michael, my husband, like, do you see what I mean? She's doing it again. She's violating my boundaries. Like, why is she doing this? But I never created the boundary in the beginning. So I didn't like my reason enough. And that enabled me to take my power back again and be like, 
it's not her job to assume <laughs> what my boundaries yeah. are. I need to take the power back and be willing to put it out there and enforce it if I need to. Yeah. So much, I think, of boundaries I'm finding is clarity. Like you said, it's kind of the first step. So you know what you're saying yes to and what you're therefore saying no, need to say no to. And communication and like actually i have a couple areas in my life right now where i know it's going to be fine but i'm i need to communicate what i've been feeling and what is just not being said you know and i'm nervous yeah. about it but i know it's going to be okay and you have to just trust that like you said what is meant for you will not pass you and if this is a relationship that is worth having then they will understand and i I just think that I, I'm learning as I get older that the more I run into the fire, so to speak, with communication and just say it instead of holding on to something and waiting. And it just makes everybody's life easier, even though it can be challenging. 100%. And it's like, I see it in business with clients all the time. It's, I just say to them, like, when are you ready to take your power back? Like, they'll talk to me about clients that are like pushing the boundaries where they're like again they're, they're expecting them to be mothered and I, so I say to them like when did you create the expectation that you were available for that yeah because my clients don't do that to me so where did you create a level of comfortability where they expect you to carry them how long are you going to be available for that people the way that people treat us is very much a reflection of what we're available for. And I think sometimes it can be so easy for us to project and make it very much about the other person violating the boundaries rather than it being what made that person feel comfortable to overstep the mark like that. And it's because oftentimes we're afraid, especially like in business, it's like, oh, but if I don't do that, then, you know, maybe they won't want to work with me or maybe I won't be able to sign the client. It's such a scarcity thing. I'm like, there's an abundance of people who are going to respect your boundaries and you're going to have this beautiful relationship with. Why is it always the bird in the hand is better than two in the bush? And we do that so often from that place of scarcity. We'd rather have, a, whether that is a business relationship, whether that's a romantic relationship where somebody gives us crumbs because yeah. we're so afraid that it's not possible for us to get any more. Again, you see, it's not just about the boundary. There's so much underneath that we need to look at. Oh, that's so interesting. I I want to get to our happy thank you more please questions for this episode. <laughs> but I just want to, I, I love what you said about the scarcity mindset piece because I think I just want to give the coffee example that I gave earlier was like actually a real thing. And in friendship, what I basically I was actually on the phone to Simi when this happened, but I was headed home for like a, a work. I needed to work basically. And one of my very close friends here has been really going through it, just mental health and just the whole thing. And I've really been able to be there and support her. And she spur of the moment asked me to get coffee. And if I had nothing on my plate, I totally would have wanted to do that. I even planned on like seeing her later but when she said that, suddenly I wanted to drop everything. I wanted to be able to be there. I wanted to abandon myself and go and be there with her. And so I said, yes. And then I instantly had to be like, my, it was like my mind had to catch up. And I said, yes, from 
scarcity of like, if I don't do this, are we even friends? Have I even been supporting her? And then I had to realize like, first of all, if I do go there right now, I'm going to be distracted and resentful. And this is codependency. You know what I mean? Like this is like, this is me abandoning myself and I won't even be able to be a good friend. And I, so I did, you know, the thing I think was that you would be proud of Naomi. And I was like, you know what? I can't right now, but like, let me check in with you later. And she was like, of course, no problem. Like it was, she was happy that I did that. And it was just one of these examples of like taking care of yourself is taking care of the other person. And it can be really hard to remember that when you're out of practice, but that felt like a real win. But it also was like, took me a second because it's so new. (laughs) Yeah. And you see, when you, when we, we, it's so funny. I've been thinking about this a lot with our relationship with other women. It's like, we're now in our thirties, but we still treat our relationships like we're in high school and we have nothing going on. Where it's like, yeah, yeah what a good friend because you didn't speak to me all night. You know, when this crisis happened where everything feels like an emergency. And it's like, when you have a better relationship with you, you don't rely on your friends like that, where it's like, oh my God, I had this coming on. Like, SOS. It's like, (laughs) I can coach myself through it in the moment. And when we can connect, of course, I can go deeper with that person. But it's not this like high school SOS codependent. I need you right now. It's so I even that's why sometimes I find it really weird sometimes with relationships with women where it's still like that. That kind of freaks me out because I'm just like, come on, we we all have so much going on. And we all want to support one another, but we've got we've got lives and that level of codependency starts to, I don't know, maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's true. And I think, you know, in in the I don't know if the pandemic kind of led to this or, you know, when when we're working from home. And I think because I have dropped everything in the past, or I have not even dropped everything or been like, yeah, actually I can hang, or I do, you know, and I think when things were so we were so dysregulated, especially at the beginning of just like, what is this? And then I remember it being a real moment where like someone would call me out of the blue and I would answer, you know, which like wasn't a thing you would do really because it was, it was just so wild. We all needed to debrief about it constantly, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think now it's, yeah, things have changed a bit. This week's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Therapy has been so useful to me over the course of my life and BetterHelp will help you to match with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which you know might not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, message your counselor and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room and you know, do a lot of the things that you would have to do for traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that it's easy and free of charge if you need to change, which, you know, 
happens and it's really important that you find the right person. It's actually more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. Visit their website and you can read through their testimonials that are posted there daily. And again, it's just tremendous that so many people have taken advantage of this way to help with their mental health. So visit BetterHelp slash Let It Out. That's Better H-E-L-P slash Let It Out. And, you know, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're actually recruiting additional counselors in 50 states. So feel free to share about that too. The podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Let It Out listeners get 10% off their first month when you go to betterhelp.com slash let it out. Interrupting this episode to remind you of my weekly stereo show. So I have been doing a show weekly on the stereo app. It's an app for live conversation. So I'm calling the show So I Meant to Ask You and bringing back previous podcast guests to chat. And you can be part of the conversation as well by downloading the app and creating an account. You can leave a voicemail throughout the conversation so you can be part of it too. And honestly, I just really love it. It's a great app to get outside and walk and listen to people chat and feel less alone and more connected. So I love this app. I think it's really, really fun. It's a live conversation app where you can be a co-host and be part of the conversation, or you can simply listen. And I really, really love it. So I would love to have you there. Just download the app and follow me at Katie Dalebout on Stereo, and I will see you during the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I've ever had. I really love it. I've been taking it every morning before I have coffee. There are so many stressors in our lives, and it can be hard to get all of the nutrients that we need in our bodies. And that's why Athletic Greens can really help with this all-in-one superfood blend. It's a powder that has all your nutritional essentials and it's the easiest way to get it all in at once and tastes really great too. So one scoop of Athletic Greens actually contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend. And it all comes together to really fill these gaps that you're not getting necessarily from your food. It supports digestion. I really love it. I can feel a difference. Maria on our team also is taking it and and loves it. Athletic Greens is always improving their formula. They're, they're testing and they've made 53 iterations so far. They're always making more. I just really... I really love this company and brand, and I hope that you try them out. So right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these colder months. So they're offering you, my audience, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you go to my link today, you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Again, just go to athleticgreens.com slash Katie and join lots of people who are making a commitment to their health every day. And again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Katie, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S.com slash Katie to get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. 
there's new mediums coming out all the time, right? And and you had a post and a podcast, I think, about how you're not going to be on Clubhouse right now. And yeah. you're focusing on, and I think this goes back to our conversation on boundaries, but can you talk about that a little bit and about rooting into, you know, what what works for you and, and the mediums that you love? Yeah. It's that sometimes there's always going to be a new thing. There's always going to be a new platform. But this is oftentimes why I find a lot of business owners, content creators, marketers will say, oh my God, growing my business feels so hard. And it's like, no, it's because you constantly have shiny penny syndrome. You don't give anything enough time to have legs. The gurus are saying you've got to be on YouTube. You're on YouTube. And then you've got five episodes and you're done. Now they're saying it's podcast. You go to podcast. Now it's TikTok. Nothing gets the opportunity to truly land, especially when we're using these marketing channels to fuel our business. It's not as simple as just showing up and that's it. It's about testing. (laughs) It's about seeing what works. It's about really understanding the intricacies and nuances of that platform. Look at something like Instagram. You've got the feed, which is a product in its own right. You have, they have teams for these different products. You've got IGTV, you've got reels, you've got live, you've got stories, you've got the whole teams dedicated to each of these different oh, verticals. I didn't even they realize that. <laughs> they see it as products, right? So if that is your your the place that you're going in on, then you see there's so many moving parts that you need to be learning to really be leveraging the platform. How can you do that when you're in 101 different places? So for me, if I'm going to make the time and resource investment in a platform, I don't just do it to be there. It's like there needs to be a rationale. If it's taking away from a platform that we're already on, what's the rationale? Like, (laughs) what are we doing? What is the strategy? And that's one of the things that I think you realize as you grow in your entrepreneurial journey that the people that scale with ease is not because they're everywhere. It's because they're making such minute tweaks that yield such an astronomical return. So especially for me, going back to what we're saying about priorities, I'm not going to be just increasing my hours. So again, that's why I don't experience burnout because I'm like, what am I doing that's already working? How do I just make it better and better and better? And then I buy my time back. If I want to do that, then I do it. But it's not that I'm just like trying to be in all of the places, hoping that one thing sticks. There's a time for experimentation. And then there's a time to actually compound. And at the stage that I'm in right now, I know where I get new leads. I know the platforms that are really powerful when it comes to conversion, because those two things are completely different. And I double down on that. And if I have capacity, to do something else and I just feel like it would be fun I do it at that stage there's a difference and that's also why when I show up in the platforms I do I do it from a really high vibe energetic all-in place because I'm not so depleted because I'm feeling like I have to keep up with every new thing oh I love that so much especially like I just want to touch on Instagram briefly too because I I think so many people sent this to me because I i don't think we talked about this last time, but I have been rapidly losing followers on Instagram, just like massively going down. And it, I mean, not massive. I don't know why I'm saying it 
like that extreme, but like definitely noticeably, and it hasn't been increasing. And for most of my career, it was all of my career. It was until really recently. And that I'm not going to lie like that. Definitely. I'm trying to uncouple that from my self-worth and now I have, but it was really challenging to just see that number and it'd be, it'd be jarring. But I think what you were saying about each part of Instagram is a different product and I'm showing up for podcasting. Maybe I'm not really showing up for that. And I have multiple Instagrams that I'm running and I have, there's all the, you know, being stretched too thin. And I think you had written about numbers in a, in a way that, that really resonated with me and made me feel connected to you in, in that. And I think that relates to, to what we're talking about here. Can you, can you touch on that briefly? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I feel you because it's exactly the same. I have, and I always am so candid about this. I have less Instagram followers than I did a year ago. I yeah, have less followers than I did the year before that. Me too. Again, what is your priorities? I get very clear. Why do I have less followers? That's the thing. And I have to caveat this, that when there are things like this happening, I go into CEO mode rather than it being that it's about me. And again, this is where sometimes we make our businesses so about us that the followers dipping is is about us. And then we're so afraid to create content because it's like, but what if that's going to be, that, that was the reason why the followers are going down. And it becomes this like yes, really toxic exactly. connection. That's exactly what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're so afraid. It's like maybe just not posting for a while would actually be better because when I do put a post out, yep. I see all the numbers I start lose. to drop. Yeah, exactly. So I separate it again. It's my business. It's not me. So I look at it objectively and I'm like, okay, what's, what's really going on here? Part of it that I found for me, for example, was that I drew a, a line in the sand and I was like, I'm not for everybody, right? This is my avatar. I need to create content that really shows her that I am the soulmate coach for her, where it's a no-brainer. It's like, of course, Naomi is the obvious choice. I'm not the obvious choice for everybody. But in me, yes, when I'm trying to <laughs> be for product people, be for service people, be for newbies, be for established entrepreneurs, doing all of that, yes, my followers may be higher. When I'm just creating inspirational stuff that people just do are like, oh my God, this is so great. Yeah, I may have more followers. But why does this social channel exist? This social channel exists to feed the business. This isn't the Naomi blog or the Naomi show. Wow. I am running a business. So I got to put my CEO pants on right now. Right. So as my followers have dipped, I then go into Signups. I then go into revenue. Is our revenue dipping? Is our signups dipping? No. Actually, I now have people who are not saying to me, Naomi, so what times are the calls? What's the time zone? What's this? What's the they're like, I don't care. I just know that I'm in. <laughs> I want you. There's a difference because my content has changed from me trying to be all people, all things to all people to keep the numbers to being like, I am willing for the numbers to go down in order for me to be the obvious choice for the people that I'm here to serve. So that's one thing. Second thing is that, again, I never wanted to polarize. And it's not that my mission now is to polarize, but I know that I, I believe things very strongly. That's not the done thing. Like, that's not the thing. 
And again, these were all of the things I knew would call in the people who were activated and believe the same things that I did. But I was so afraid to go all in on those kind of things in the past, right? So naturally, those people would fall away. And funnily enough, I had someone comment the other day being like, hey, I just listened to your podcast recently, and I hadn't listened to your podcast in a while. And basically, to cut a long story short, it was like some of the things that I'd said had triggered that person, right? <laughs> and it's like, they're saying that now that they've come back, it's like they were now at the stage where they're ready to receive what I was saying. And I don't take that to heart at all. I'm like, there is so much choice out there that if what I'm saying to you right now is triggering you and it's you're not in the place to receive it, I want you to go somewhere else where you're going to get the right message at the right time. You shouldn't be in a place that doesn't activate you. And I'm not available for shrinking my message or changing or tweaking or shape-shifting in order to make you feel comfortable. You're back and you're really loving it and it's really activating you. Come. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. But I am no longer available for shape-shifting just to make others feel comfortable. And in doing so, my followers have dipped, but the signups have increased and our revenue continues to grow because whether somebody charges less than me, more than me, you know, their packages have this, mine has that. For my people, it's like, Naomi, it was always you. And I feel the same way about the women that I invest in. That's unlocking a whole new level of confidence and leadership. And that's why I just, I just, it just doesn't phase me at all. That's so interesting. And I, I was, I was like reflecting as you were talking about the Instagram thing with, with my situation of like how you look at it from a business perspective. And I was like, well, mine isn't really a business page. Like I don't, I've, I've had people say that to me about the podcast though, that they've been like, oh yeah, I hadn't checked in with you in a really long time, but now I'm back. And I think like you were saying, every there's a David Bowie quote about this, but every time he second guessed the audience, the work suffered. And when he was really selfish about it, it was best. And I feel like I might not be, I just have to be myself on, on social media, even though it is just me and it is, you know, because the podcast is me. That's all I can do. That's like the only option I have. And it, you know, the people who, it's going in a different direction and it might go back to the other direction and who knows, and they'll come and they'll go. But I think with the followers thing, I guess we really have to go back to that quote that you said before of what is meant for you will not pass you. I think that is like a really important one for the followers going up and down and and not allowing that to be a spiral. Yeah. And just getting really crystal clear, like I said, about how you want to feel how you want content creation to be like what do you want to be true for you so it's like I was saying with the clients I'm, and I'll say like you want to make money being you yet you spend so much time focusing on how you need to show up in order for someone to say yes to you so in your case for someone to follow you someone to stick around yeah. can you see that that's a paradox <laughs> how you want to feel right yeah. So I get really crystal clear. And sometimes I was just saying this to my clients last night, I'll go back to when I, my notes in my journal about, yeah, how do I want my business to feel? How do I want my life to feel? Am I showing up in a way that enables that to be my reality? No. Okay. 
that that becomes the work. Yeah. Wow. I really love that. And I think it was, and you know, now I've just kind of let go because it was jarring to be like, this was always going up and I just kind of took it for granted. And then it felt like almost stepping on the scale and like seeing a number, which I don't do anymore and doesn't affect me anymore. And is like a whole nother thing, but it felt similar to that of like, I just wanted that number to be growing. And when it wasn't, I made it mean something, but you really helped me to reframe that. And thank you. I'm, I'm really, really grateful. And I think this is helpful to, to everyone because I think, you know, the platform's changing and then the more people I've told about this, the more people, many people have related to it. Yeah. I think we're all doing that about, you know, shifting and where we're getting our validation from. And, you know, it's, we, we do it, you know, you put a story up, you check an hour later, how many people have watched it? How many people have this? Like I say, and I've been saying this a lot recently to my clients is that it's not about ticking a box and being like, I've got this amount of followers or I show up this amount of times in the feed or in the stories. It's about who you are when you're doing it. Yeah. Not about like how often I've done it, what the metrics are, blah, blah, blah. So I really believe that it's about the energy when I'm showing up in that post, when I am showing up in stories, who am I being? Is it coming from that place of I'm going to post and I'm going to quickly check like how many likes I got, how many this, or is it because the same way, and it sounds so cheesy, but for me, it's like a painter, whether they're commissioned for a piece of work or not, a painter is always going to paint. For me, the the up levels and the insights and all of that kind of stuff, I just cannot not share it, right? So it's not about how many people are watching that story. How many likes am I getting? Is that going to get me more followers? It's like, so long as I'm focusing on where it's coming from, who I'm being in that moment, that is what creates the energetic frequency and the potency of what I'm sharing when I'm sharing it. And that's what magnetizes those people. And we can't get it twisted. People say, oh, but I, I felt like I did that, but I didn't get more followers or I didn't get people DMing me or I didn't get engagement. I'm like, how many times have you bought a purchase something, bought someone's book? How many times did you DM them? <laughs> how many times have you watched some, someone's stories and just been like, wow, did you DM them every time? So it's like, yeah. what, are you, what are you making these things me? I read Untamed by Glenn and Doyle. I wasn't like DMing her being like, this book is amazing. So do you see what I mean? She right. like, well, no one messaged me about that. Or I think I felt like I did that great post. It's like, no. So I shift the beliefs. I'm like, so long as I'm showing up, oh, I cannot not share this. Like one, it makes the whole content creation side so exciting and fun and light again. People feel that energy and I don't make it mean anything. I, I don't wait for the validation. I truly believe that when I'm in my purpose, when I'm showing up in integrity, when I'm showing up as the empowered version of myself, I'm activating the women that I'm supposed to. And I always tell myself that every time I show up like that, there are people that are putting me on their vision boards to be able to work with me one day. They're having conversations with their partners about investing in one of my programs. Like Those are the things that I believe. And the only difference between me and somebody else is that I chose that. While the other person is defaulting into old programming of scarcity, oh my God, I only got how many people voting on my poll? They don't, they're not interested. They're this, they're that, they're that. I don't do that. So again, it 
I feel inspired to continue to create. The only difference is that I choose a different reality for myself. It was yeah. just a choice. Both was available to both people. I love that. This is so helpful. Uh, okay. So this portion of the podcast, happy thank you more, please. Let's go through your your cues. So what is something that you are happy about right now in your life that you can share? Yeah. So definitely expanding our family. I'm just so excited for, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just so surreal. Like, first of all, it was Michael and I and our little like love union and then seeing like our son Atlas as an extension of that. And then now he's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. He's just, it's like, he's such a little person right now. It's like, he's not a baby anymore. It's just weird. So now just extending that, like, Oh, I'm just beyond, beyond excited. I'm so excited for you. And yeah, I just love seeing Atlas on your Instagram (laughs) so much. Like, oh, he's really a very cute child. (laughs) Thank you. He is. He's definitely a lot of fun. Okay. So what are you most grateful for right now? I am most grateful for space. So again, just riffing back to what I was saying in the beginning, that I feel so grateful for a business that I've created that enables me to honor the season that I'm in without it being like, and I know it because this was definitely where I was at the start of my journey, where it's like, look at a moment like this, I've had a loss in my family. And it's like, you're trying to experience what's going on for you, but you're so panicked. Like if I put my foot off the of the gas, you know, we're going to have a crap month. And what's that going to mean? And like just that stress, not having that where we've locked like an energetic minimum in our business that I can be so present. Like I've been in bed rest a lot just because I've been in so much discomfort during this pregnancy and being able to just honor that and all of these things that have been going on while still having this beautiful business that is still thriving and healthy, having a team that have really rallied around me and just being able to like the space that has been created by really being able to be in this season of savor, I guess, of enjoying what I've created in my business, the support structures, like I was saying, having people like to me, that's actually just like a message away. And it's always there to like hold space for me and do all of that kind of stuff just enjoy yeah that season of saving just enjoying that safe that stability that safety that mm, yeah I love that what do you want more of what are you craving connection in the beginning of quarantine it was very much like well I'm an introvert so like COVID pandemic life is (laughs) is my normal life now a year in like even the introvert in me is just like yeah, I'm kind of, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. I want to touch people. (laughs) I want to hug people. I want to, I just, I just miss the human connection. I'm just, yeah, I, I just can't wait to be able to be around people and just have that intentional time. And especially, like I said, I'm not a small talk person and I'm not really the connection that we'd have in person is always going to be so different to just like feeling like, okay, I've got an hour. Let me just quickly call, call that friend to check in because I haven't spoken to her in a while. 
So being that type of person, not having those outlets to be like, we're going to have that beautiful mammoth catch up in person, even though it doesn't happen every single day. I miss that. I really, really miss that. So yeah, really excited to be able to to have that, that soon. Yeah, I think none of us obviously thought that it would be a year at the beginning. None of us knew, none of us know what we're doing with this. None of us like, I, I think I had that, that at the beginning as well of like, this is great. I really need to catch up. You know, <laughs> like I need some time. I've been going fast. Like I need to sit with myself for a minute, but then we did that. And now we're, it's interesting to hear you say that. And I think that all of us will relate. I just kept thinking about as you were saying that, and I often am thinking about how we're going to remember this in history, the pandemic. And and just, it feels almost historic listening to you say like, it was my birthday and it's been a year. And it's like, it's just, I'm not over how wild it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nuts. And you know, Atlas is 19 months and I'm just like, wow, it's like more of his life has been in quarantine than it's been in like, that's been normal. It's like, I want to be able to take my kid to the park without it being like, okay, maybe if I go super early in the morning, no one will be there and I can wipe everything down. It's just, it's just surreal. And, you know, I was saying to a friend this morning, I was like, I'm so excited for him to be able to have connection with other people outside of Michael and I. And again, majority of his life is we've been in lockdown. So we haven't been able to do all of those sorts of things. So even just for his experience, yeah, it's kind of sucked. Yeah. We don't know how this is going to affect children. Like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's so wild. Well, okay. This has just been so great getting to connect with you again. Is there anything else about anything that we didn't touch on with these? No, you always ask such great questions, Katie. So no, I feel like I've let it all out. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, I really love you. I love talking to you so (laughs) much. And this was a real delight of a way to start my morning. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm just going to be thinking about you and, and your birth. And I hope you get to see your family really soon. And I'm just I'm grateful that we've connected and I hope that you'll come back on the podcast many, many times. Always, 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 Katie. It's such a pleasure. So thank you again for having me. Thank you. Okay, well, let's take a deep breath. So inhale, let it out. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to my episode with Naomi. Follow her and check out everything that she does because she's truly just a gem of a person. And I'm so happy that she came back on the show. She's actually a guest in our podcast kit. So we have a course, an online course that's very robust that helps people start podcasts. So from inception of coming up with an idea and a concept to recording and all the technology with that, getting it to iTunes, interviewing, the art of interviewing. And she's actually a guest in that part of it as well. You can just get the part that's called the art of the interview that has just that part, but the entirety of the kit includes that. And then it also has, you know, marketing and monetizing and sharing your show. 
So, and you can just buy the marketing and monetizing section actually as well. So all of the information about the podcast kit will be in the show notes. And Naomi is a guest along with many other podcast hosts who come in and share their experience of starting a podcast. So that's available to you. Please keep in touch, follow me and let it out and Naomi on Instagram, which is funny because we talked about that in the episode. And again, if you want to join Creative Underdog's last little moment to do so, if you really want to join, I would love to have you. And join me on Stereo every week at noon Pacific time on Thursdays over on the Stereo app. Follow me. I'm at Katie Dalebout. And again, just download that app, which is at Stereo.com slash Katie Dalebout. The link will be in the show notes. I love Stereo. I'm going to be talking on there a lot. It makes me feel less alone. It's a great conversation app and you can try it out too. I would love to hear what you think. So thank you again for listening. And the emoji for this week's episode is the little sparkly magic, like the three little sparkles. It makes me think of Naomi and makes me think of you. So if you're still listening now at the end, comment that on Naomi's Instagram, on my Instagram, on Let It Out's Instagram, one or all of the above. And I will talk to you over there and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.